This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Sign up by using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, 500 bucks. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better, by, Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is you bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at Better Edge, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Ace Bread. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to style your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at acebrehead.com slash SGP. That's acebrehead.com slash SGP. All right, welcome back, DJs. It's the betting and DFS podcast for the California swing. It's Boston Capper with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. What's up, baby? Are you ready? I am ready to get weird with some bets tonight. This oh, is yeah. a weird event. You know, it's a wide open event. I mean, we're probably someone who we're not even going to mention tonight is going to win this thing, but we're going to try to bring it down as best we can and uh, give some, give you guys some winners. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, so I got down early on some things uh, when that ROM news broke. Uh, I was bored at work today, like 10 o'clock. So threw down another four or five outrights, couple, couple matchups. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, the numbers are moving, man. I got, I got some good numbers if, uh, if they hit, right. It's mm-hmm. only a good number if they fucking hit other than that, it's still just lost money. So uh, is, we'll see. Isn't that the best time when you gamble at work? You know, you should be actually doing your TPS reports and you say, you know, let me open up the book and I'm just going to fire off a couple outrights and some matchups and yep. yeah. And then as soon as you know it, you know, it's lunchtime and then you do it all over again over your lunch break. You just keep making excuses and excuses or to just keep gambling. Yeah, absolutely. I just told you before we got on the podcast, I made like fucking six hockey bets today. So uh, that tells you how busy I was today. Uh, We're diversified guys. That's right. That's right. All the weird little niche betting you need. Here we go. There's a couple guys. We got, we got a, we got a hockey Slack channel too. Uh, me and uh, three or four other guys have been going back and forth the last couple of days. I'm actually kind of on a heater. I think I'm on like five straight. So wow. sweet. I think Hopefully. that's as many as the NASCAR channel that, uh, that are in there with me. Yeah. Well, there's like, there's like 30, I think it's like 35 members of the hockey and, uh, and one of the guys has a a shirtless Tom Brady pick. So that really piqued my interest, you know? Yes. I'm sure it did get that, get that fire going. Um, all right, man. So, uh, we, we, uh, basically broke down the courses and the, and the changes and all that other good stuff. Did we get clarification, uh, on, uh, if it was going to roll like true Bermuda or if it's still going to go like overseas and play like Poa? So I, I did see a video of the golf course, basically just live there. And it looks exactly like it does every other year. The Bermuda is dead. It's dormant. And then the greens look as Emerald as Emerald city and the wizard of Oz, which means it's overseeded at least at the same course. Now the Nicholas course, I, that is rebuilt greens. 
I think it's going to be Bermuda, but it's only one round. I've already said, I don't really care that much about it, but you know, I mean, a lot of people have been saying, yeah, you know, this is a Bermuda golf course, Bermuda golf course. That's like saying Augusta national is a Bermuda golf course because yeah, <laughs> underneath all that bent grass, there's some, there's a layer of Bermuda, but it plays like bent grass. So again, I mean, it's going to be business as usual with this thing. It's going to play more like POA or a bent POA mix. Um, you know, anybody who thinks that it's putting on Bermuda for three rounds is they're going down the wrong path with it. All right. I like it. That sounds like we get an edge man from, cause everything I've listened to, everybody just keeps talking about Bermuda and this and that. So uh, yeah, man, I mean, that'd be nice. You know, I mean, uh, this isn't new. Like it's, it's been, yeah, it's been, no, I hear you. It's been overseeded forever. We've seen overseeded golf courses. I'm not sure where the disconnect is with this. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, I mean, uh, you know, you listen to the same shit I listen to, uh, you know, uh, when we're not talking to each other, you know, uh, even uh, that, the, the guy who you really like the Rick run good guy. Um, he was on, uh, Mayo, I think he was on Mayo and, uh, he was talking about putting on Bermuda and I was like, man, I was like, all right, well, fuck it's, it. You it's guys are all I, mean, I literally looked up like overseas yeah, like, articles and I'm like, no, it's, it's POA. <laughs> I yeah. believe you, baby. I believe you. And look, that's a good edge, right? Like I was dicking around with the stat model on, uh, on one of the places where you can do that. <laughs> and, uh, it really does. It, it's funny. It makes it, it, it moves around like their rankings, like pretty significantly. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Cause like when I, when I have to, when I listen to this stuff and it's like, all right, so they're talking about this, but I can't really listen to that because they're not really giving me the, the actual information. So what they're saying about X, Y, Z doesn't actually fucking matter. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, as far as, you know, what we talked about, uh, last, uh, last podcast, uh, as far as this, you think the scoring is going to be a little lower this year, right? Not the 25, right. Because of the changes to the Nicholas course. Um, and obviously the, the, the blow up holes that are that can't happen at the TBC uh, stadium course. So, I mean, anything, anything else to add from the last podcast? Yeah. I mean, I'll reemphasize too, you know, along with that, I think it's going to set up a little tougher too, you know, just because there's no amateurs out there. I think they can tuck some pins, you know, maybe they'll get the greens rolling a little faster. It is going to play pretty firm and fast too. It hasn't rained a whole lot. Sometimes, you know, they get a little rain out there and it plays soft. I mean, whenever you oversee the golf course, it's going to play soft naturally, but I think the fairway is going to be rolling pretty good, uh, which means it'll probably be tough to control the ball once it hits the ground. So, you know, we'll see about that. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it simple this week, just because this thing is so wide open. Um, you know, I'm going to try and target better ball strikers. Cause I think the same course is more demanding T to green. So uh, I think ball strikers are going to have a little bigger edge than they do most years there. And then, you know, good drive percentage, you know, can guys keep it in play? Can guys avoid the pitfalls Can guys avoid the death bunker, all the water hazards. And uh, it's going to be important this week. Yeah, it definitely is. And the death bunker thing cracks me up. Like I, like I just, I, I just picture your disdain for it every time somebody ends up in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, listening to this stuff, it's funny. Like you hear all these guys and, and we'll get into it as far as like the chalk here in a second. But like when we're breaking down the tiers, you constantly hear when you hear everybody say the same pivot plays, I feel like what's going to happen is, is all these guys who are supposed to be chalk are going to talk themselves into playing the pivot plays and it's going to move the ownership to those guys thinking they're moving to the pivot place. If they're all saying the same thing, if they're all saying, you know, Brooks is going to be uh, a pivot play and Reed's going to be pivot play or whatever, right? Like I feel like it's going to move to that or just skip that range altogether. And it's it, it's funny because you look at some of these ownership projections and it's like calculated ownership versus actual lineups generated and things like that. It, and it's like, there's some, 
big gaps in there. So you can already see people going, well, I can't play him because he's chalk. So I'm going to move to this guy at this price point. So that's something that I kind of want to hit on a little later when we uh, go through the TS. Yeah. I mean, I, I think with me, when I listen to what all the, you know, the needle movers say, yeah, uh, exactly. if they have a consensus on a guy, that's usually where to fade. And that there's a bunch of guys here that there is a general consensus pretty much across the board about how they're doing. You know, last week it was Sebastian Munoz, pretty much everybody bet Sebastian Munoz and what he finished like 50th or something. I mean, he was, yes. he, was he was terrible. So yes. there's a couple guys like, like that this week. On, uh, by the way, you know, you just briefly mentioned Brooks Kepka. I have a little tidbit for you. All right. What you got? Uh, Come on. Nope. We're, oh, you know, coming we'll, later? we'll talk about him when we get to 10,000 hour range. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, let, so let's, I, let's talk, let's talk about the consensus then. Right. So everybody is talking about the same guys. Right. And, and it's funny. So I look at some of the ownership and it's already depressed a little bit because, and I really feel like it's because people have talked about them and because look, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you think about like a, like a sharp DFS crowd, like golf is a sharp DFS crowd, right? Like you're not yeah. getting, you're not getting your Tom, Dick and Harry's fucking throwing, you know, 200 bucks, uh, 300 bucks on a weekend into golf, like people do football because they watch football. Everybody watches football. Not everybody gambles and watches golf. So, you know, we are kind of in a bubble, right? To a point and everybody listens to the same shit. Then everybody's going to have the same group think and going to shift off the same players or go to the same players that they think are going to be sneaky. And they're not sneaky because all of a sudden their ownership's 8% more than what they thought it was on Tuesday. Well, I mean, our thing too is there used to be what I would take advantage of is somebody I would, I, I, I easily forgive. And if somebody missed the cut, I still believe in their long-term form. And, you know, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go back to them next week while everybody's off them. That, that doesn't happen as much anymore. No. And I, I think that strategy has been pumped out because of guys like me saying it. And then everybody's kind of, kind of adopts it. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I think DFS golf has definitely gotten a lot more sharper in the past couple of years, just because there's more content available. And I think there's more eyeballs on the product. And uh, I, I think people are starting to make, you know, better decisions as far as where to pivot, you know, where to go to what's good chalk, what's bad chalk. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was always, I was always about like up until the, what of this fucking weird last year, I was always better at DFS golf than betting. And this past year, it, it flipped, right? I mean, it didn't flip like mm -hmm. hugely. It wasn't like a huge disparity, but I was like, shit, like, huh? <laughs> you know, like, ah, all right. So I'm better at beating the books than I am the same, you know, the nerds that are doing the same shit I'm doing and crunching numbers, fucking building models and, and making lineups, you know, like it, it is, it is, it is pretty funny to me. And, and it, I, I did notice it in the, the calculator ownership versus like actual lineups generated by this point from a certain um, place that everybody who uses uh, lineup generators other than you, Steve, yes. <laughs> fantasy golf uses, right? Yes. So, um, all right. So everybody who the market loves burns, right? I'm pretty sure I've done a rant on burns before, especially chalky burns. Um, yeah. See yeah, the, the Eagle maker, Sam Burns, yes, which is the Eagle maker. It, it, one of the dumbest things to, oh God, so fucking stupid. To, to lean on with a stat, by the way, because Eagles happen once every like 90 holes. Oh yeah. <laughs> the way you broke it down. I don't, I don't know if it was the podcast or one of your articles. It was, it was a Slack channel. I went on a rant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was fucking hilarious. I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's about correct. Right. And especially for what's funny is especially for fucking all the, all the DFS guys who love fucking math and consider themselves like fucking analytics and think they can build their own algorithm and all that shit. So th that's what they put their fucking, that's what they put their money into. Yeah. Once like every you wait as much as like driving distance. Yeah. Like get the like, fuck out of here. Who, who like, fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. Fucking retarded. Um, oh shit. I can't say that anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's uh, one of the, one of those I'll, I'll bleep myself out. Or yeah, I'll we'll, make sure we'll, we'll, we'll add it then post. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> um, I'll have to, fuck what Mac is that? 
whatever i'll tell them it's the first 10 minutes um and then uh so then siwoo seemed to be catching some steam it looks like he's kind of dropped off a little bit at least on the numbers that i'm looking at now i mean look guys it's nine o'clock on a fucking tuesday um so these numbers will change but siwoo is getting love Grio, like always is getting love just the dfs dialing right pops on every on every any line any stat model that you're gonna do he's gonna pop um cam davis Redmond is going to be uber chalk, just like Burns, uh, Hoffman, Straka. Is Redmond the most popular mid seven thousand dollar guy we've ever seen? Every, yeah. Everyone's on him. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, bro. So, so this is what I'm talking about, right? So, like, calculated ownership or projected ownership was at like you know sixteen to eighteen percent for Redmond, right? But people who are actually building the lineups is at ten. So people are hearing this and they know he's going to be chalky, so they're going away from him now. So now his ownership might come down a little bit because they don't want to be on the chalky play. Right. So now this is what I've been doing all goddamn day. This is what I just tell you. Like you're tying yourself in Nazi. I am. And this is what I talk, like. I've been, I was too fucking bored at work today. I was not busy. And all I did was do this. And all I, I talked myself in and out, in and out, in and out. And like, I needed something to do other than this because I was pretty firm on a lot of the guys. And then I listened to these podcasts and I was like, Oh fuck man, everybody's on him. I'm not going to be on him. And I look at data like this and I'm like, well, fuck everybody's moving off of them now. Which one's right. You know? Um, but anyway, uh, so it's actually, Straka is actually projected to have more ownership than than Red by like five percent based on the jet lineups generated, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, you got Straka and then Keegan Bradley. How the fuck is Keegan Bradley catching steam? It's Keegan Bradley. That's my degenerate play. He's not like I mean, a popular I've heard him play. on every podcast. It's king. It's ridiculous. It's 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 stupid. And it makes me not want to play him, even though I wanted to play him. But now I don't want to play him because everybody's fucking talking about him. And it makes me very upset. <laughs> <laughs> don't make Boston Capper upset. It, it just makes me, it just, I, I don't understand it. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It is what it is. Like fucking, I'm still going to play Keegan. I, I, I even fucking took him in outright today. Might as well lit that on fire. We don't know how that's going to go. I still took him. Do, do I, I might have to have this conversation that I had with Siwoo last week with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Although I mean, you already put the bet, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. That, that, that money's fucking gone. All right. Like it is what it is, but, uh, but you know what I mean? Like this is, this is what happens when I sit around. So I need to be more busy at work, especially on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I need to make sure I'm more busy. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's who everybody boss is listening. Give him more work to listen. Fucking I'm not worried about that. All right. (laughs) The, um, uh, my boss is definitely not listening. Um, and even if he was, he wouldn't do anything about it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it is crazy that Sam Burns, Sam Burns could possibly be like, I mean, he's 8,300 bucks and he's going to be almost 20%. Like the only chalkier guys are guys in the, in the $9,000 range and the $10,000 range with, with Scheffler M answer. And then can't lay. Right. Yeah. I mean, your point that you just made, like uh, answer just burned everybody. And now everybody's right back on them. Like back in the day, that was a spot you could pivot to and get leverage. Now you can't, you have to find other ways to get leverage in DFS. Or people would forget that. Oh, the last time we saw Sam Burns, he was awesome at the Houston open. And right. it's been a couple of months. Maybe people forgot. Nope. Nope. Everybody remembers. Everybody remembers because he's popping on the stat model and he's on everybody's shit. But what? Listen, whatever. We're, listen, we're part of the machine too, I guess. Um, so, uh, I mean, there's good chalk in here. There's bad chalk in there. I think, uh, like it. Yeah. I mean, the under nine k chalk to me. Fuck, man. I don't know how you. I don't know how you go with Sam Burns at twenty percent. We can get a similar player who's like a thousand dollars cheaper. You know, like I just don't know how you can do it. I. I other than FOMO, 
right? Other than if you're missing out on it, like I just don't know how you could do it. I well, don't. especially at an event like this, like it is wide open. Right. I mean, you could probably build a lineup with six guys under $8,000 and still do relatively well, just because I mean, a bunch of those guys ends up hitting because this is just a weird golf course. It's a weird tournament, just, you know, stuff unexpected stuff happens. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm disappointed, you know, cause I was coming into this week saying like, all right, Sam Burns week, let's go. Exactly. Just all, all that has been Sam Burns. And at this point, I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm starting to treat it differently, you know, between like, you know, betting wise, like that's a different animal. You know, right. You know, correct. It's, it's just, you know, I can throw that ticket away, but DFS, when you got to find different pivot points and if he blows up in your face, then yeah, it just ruins your entire Yeah. Ruins your whole just, fucking weekend. Exactly. Right. But yeah, yeah. outrights and top tens, whatever we have other shit going on, but right. if he's the in matchups or whatever. Yeah. Right. And if he's in 30% of your lineups then fucking you screwed, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it is a different animal. And because I, because Sam Burns is somebody who I took early this morning before I started listening to anything, and I immediately regretted fucking betting that Sam Burns ticket. Right? I got him. At, I think it was ninety to one. I'll pull it up. Uh, That's a do great price. Because when I got, we'll, we'll talk to him later. But when I when I got to him, he was down to fifty five. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe maybe I got him yesterday at ninety to one. Then. That's pretty good then. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, maybe I'm thinking of somebody. Oh, maybe I got Straka at ninety to one. Straka. Straka is ninety to one. I think yeah, I got. That's about where he's. Yeah, yeah. I got Straka at ninety one. I got Burns at sixty to one. Um. Anyway. All right. So let's stop breaking down these tiers now that we talked about the chalk and I went on a weird little rant. Um. So uh, obviously, uh, Rom's out, right? So all the ownership is gonna flow to Cantlay. It looks like uh, at eleven one. Then we got Brooks. Uh, we don't know what he's gonna do. Ten eight, and we got top five. Tony ten five. And Patrick Reed at 10 2. So very short, uh, up above 10K. It is very weird to look at a, a slate, and your most expensive golfer is 11 1. It is very weird to look at that. Um, so, I mean, who do you like out of here? Are you going to play any of them? You're going to look to fade all of them and move down? Or or I guess w- what is what is your strategy on this? You know, I mean, I, I know he's popular, but I think the only guy I'm going to play here is Patrick Reed. And on the surface, I mean, I, I was originally going to be off him because, you know, it, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the push towards Patrick Reed this week is always oh, a former winner. He's done well at this event. Well, if you look at his results since the stadium course came into this tournament, they actually haven't been very good. It's T 56 T 12 cut, but it was more of his performances at the other golf courses. And it wasn't the stadium course. It actually was very good at the stadium course. You know, he gained plus two he's, he's, he's gained about two strokes per round at the stadium course. And I think five or six rounds. I mean, it's a small sample size, but I mean, it's bigger than most of these guys. So you know, I, I, I tend, I'm, I'm trying to think about moving the stadium course to three rounds. Who is that going to help? And I think it's going to help Reed just because that, you know, his poor performances, the last couple of times he played is hasn't been because of the same course. And now he's going to play more often. And it makes sense too. I mean, he's a good wedge player. Um, you know, I mean, he can definitely stick him close and, you know, he's a good putter too. So, I mean, it, it's chalk, but I think it's good chalk. Um, it, Patrick Cantley's weird for me because I mean, like on the surface, he, he always seems like he checks all the boxes, you know, solid player, solid ball striker, good course history tier. But it, I don't remember Patrick Cantley ever being this highly priced ever. And it always seems like he's in like the mid $9,000 range, you know, maybe low tens. As like, I say, low tens. He's, he's been, he's frequently been in the low tens. Well, that's now the Xander spot is the low tens. Right. And Cantley's now like a, a tier below. So I, I guess my question is like, I mean, has Cantley ever paid off something this high a price for him? 
You know, I mean, is, is he, the, is he someone that like, I mean, like, like for example, like Webb when he goes to the web course and he's always like this, he usually pays it off. Right. Or, you know, JT always usually pays it off. Is Cantley going to pay off that price? And I have a little bit of doubts that yeah. he is. I mean, like, listen, I mean, he could be pretty good, but this is a wide open tournament. And I mean, yeah, there are some things in the stats I can, you know, pick nits with. Yeah. So yeah. And if, if he's going to be probably the most popular pick in this range, I'm oh, probably yeah. just going to wait him then. Oh, he is. I mean, so like they project, they calculating the ownership or whatever they thought he was going to be like 13 and yeah, I mean, he's going to be 25% or more, right? Everybody who's going to play Rom is going to Cantlay, right? Especially if you're doing the stats and scrubs, like, especially if they're not thinking about, um, this is, this is a 36 hole cut now, right? So that's something we should have recapped at the top, right? So anybody who played this last year, it was 54 holes, uh, where the cut line was. So if, your guy missed the cut. He's only missing 18 holes. It's not that big of a deal. Now it's a regular 36 hole cut. And if you get caught, uh, you know, you're, you're really behind eight ball. You're, you need to get six, six through, especially in these big GPPs. So, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, I don't know, man, 25% for him. I don't know. Like I was on him early. I was, I mean, I was, I was kicking him around for the one and done too, but yeah, I think I'm just going to avoid him. Uh, I, so I like Reed too, but he's going to be chalky too. He's not bad chalk. Like you said, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he did what he played two weeks ago, right? Yeah, he did. Apparently he withdrew from Sony because of shin splints or something, which is never great, but I mean, he's here. So yeah, I, I think he's fine. Yeah. I mean, so I'm still constant. I, I, I'm with you. If I play anybody in this range is going to be Reed. I can't trust Brooks. Um, like, like I talked about on the last one, like for some reason, I feel like he always avoided this. I don't know if it was a cash or he just doesn't play well, um, in California. And I like, I like Tony. I just, I don't know, man, 10, five Tony in a field like this. I don't think so. I think I'm just going to, I, I think Tony is the pivot up here. Oh, Tony. Yeah. I mean, cause I can see, I can see a world that he does pretty well. I mean, the problem is I, it's such a small sample size, but he, you know, he played well at this event last year, but he didn't play well at the stadium course. You know, you worry about when you take the driver out of his hands, you know, I mean, he's a good wedge player, but terrible. Player. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, we'll see about that. But you know, so with Brooks and I, and I made reference to it earlier, I found out why he is actually playing this event. All right, come on. So, I'm not sure if this, I think this is probably going to reinforce your stance on him. So he is playing the West coast because a, I mean, he didn't make the tour championship. He didn't play in Kapalua. So he wants someone to play, but more importantly, he wants to do a reconnaissance of Tory pines for the U S open in June. So this week is basically preparation to go play Tory pines next week to do a scouting report for the U S open. So we all know what Brooks kept and he can deny it through his teeth, but we all know he takes tournaments off to kind of like prep, you know, shake off rust. This is a shaking off rust tournament for him. And if that's the case, I want no part of Kepka in DFS or yeah. in batting anything. I mean, it's, it just, I, I I've seen this game before with him. Like it, he's not just going to all of a sudden magically be like, Oh, you know, top five, you know, let's go. Like <laughs> it's, it's next week when we want to be on him. this week. It just, let, yeah, let him shake off the rust this week. And, and so that's what I mean. Right. So, so everybody's talking about, no, one's going to play. No, one's going to play Brooks. No, one's going to play Finau, Right. Uh, nobody's going to play in the next range. No, one's going to play uh, wolf or Fowler. And you know, th- those are your pivots and like, but, and then everybody says that. And all of a sudden the ownership starts shifting. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just crazy to watch it. And it blows my mind. Like whatever, like I'm a hundred percent off Brooks this week. I'm with you. Like that's it. Like, 
no Brooks, no Brooks on my, any of my betting cards other than I actually took somebody against him. Um, but yeah, that's it. I, I think, I think in reality, if you're, if you're trying to build, if you're building 20 lineups, I mean, you can do like maybe, I don't know, 20% if you want to grab somebody over 10 K, but the balance build seems like the best shot here, especially when you get long shots that anybody in the fucking field can hit, you know what right. I mean? Like, I mean, the payoff for some of these guys is not going to be worth it. Now Finau can score with DK scoring. So that is one thing, but yeah, man, I think, uh, I think it's read it, it's reader pass for me up here. Okay. All right. That's reasonable. Yep. All right. So the nine K range, this is going to be a super popular range. This is where all the, this is where all the ownership is at. It's crazy. So you got Sunjay, Wolf, Scotty Fowler somehow is still fucking $9,300. Uh, Kevin now with a nice price bump after winning last week at 9,200 uh, answer at 91 and Henley at nine K. So uh, I jumped first on uh, did I jump first? Or did you jump first on the 10 K? Uh, I think I jumped first. So why don't you go break? Okay. So, so look, I mean, so Sanjay is Sanjay, Scotty, 22, 23% uh, answers 25% somehow. <laughs> it's like crazy. Like, like, like it's just nuts. No, like, like, all right, we're just going to pivot back to him because look, in reality, this is an answer course, right? Like he lost strokes putting last week, which doesn't typically happen. Uh, great ball striker. This is his course. Like, and everybody's just jumping back on him. But uh I, I think the I think the chalky play that I like in here is Scotty Scheffler. Uh, he played two weeks ago, right? Was it 11 of the last 12 winners uh, here have played in Hawaii, right? So that gives me good feelings inside, right? He played. I mean, he hasn't like 75% of the field played in Hawaii. 75% of the field. And 75% of not a field has not played in the last two a weeks. A lot of guys played Sony. 75% is, is it's not exaggeration. 75%, a lot of guys who matter. That's fine. Listen, man, listen, let me hold on to the narrative that I want to hold on to my players. Okay. Okay. Unless it's egregious and you think I'm making a gigantic mistake, then feel free to throw, throw a brick at me. But I mean, yeah, I mean, look, so I like, I like Scheffler. I, I, I liked him in theory until everybody was just back on him again. And I was like, no, I can't play him again. Because it was like, all right, he can't putt that bad. That's what I said last week, right? Can't putt that bad two weeks in a row. Wrong, right? And his iron play wasn't even that good last week. So well, his iron play has been a problem for a while now, and right. it's 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 not great. I mean, like I, I like I made references, you know, yesterday podcast that you know I like combining, you know, strokes gain irons and strokes gain putting. Just those are just scoring clubs, and he's pretty weak in those areas. I mean, like he's been doing a lot of it off the tee, and you know you know, scrambling and stuff with putting. It has been a big problem for a while. And irons have been really hit or miss since he came back. So, I mean, that's, that's not a great combo for some things that I'm valuing this week for the stadium course, at least. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, so, I mean, I want to hear your thoughts on Wolf because you teased me with it yesterday. So I want to hear your thoughts on Wolf. I'm kind of wishy-washy on him. I'm not really sure what I want to do with him. He's the ownership isn't crazy. He hasn't played yet. Price pretty high. Uh, go back and forth a little bit on him. Uh, so I want to hear what you were trying to tease me about yesterday. Uh, you know me, I'm out on Fowler. I'd rather be fucking late. Nope. No, thank you. Not this price point, right? If you want to drop it down, give me a Gary Wortham price for fucking Ricky Fowler, please. Right. Okay. Not, not, not 9,300. Um, Kevin Nah is interesting because everybody's going to be off him because he won last week. And I'm not saying I'm taking him out right in a betting market, but this is a guy who can play here. This is a guy who can score me DK points. And if I can leverage the field with it, then, then I'm okay with that. Especially too, he's going to be single digit ownership because 
look, I, so we talked about trends that don't, or that, uh, that died, right. As far as like getting off somebody who missed the, the cut, nobody, nobody chases somebody who just won last week. Nobody, yeah. this dude, this dude's ownership is going to be super low. Um, so I feel like this is a good pivot play, but I like Henley. I was on him last week. Um, I like Henley again this week. So it's, it's Scotty and it's Scotty and, uh, and Henley for me this week in this range. And then uh, I'll probably sprinkle in some nod just to get some leverage. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, there, there's arguments you can make for all four of the popular players. So, I mean, we kind of touched a little bit on Sung Jay. you know, the arguments for is like, you know, great course history, you know, gain strokes, T to green last week, lost putting, you know, hoping with the bounce back, he's an accurate driver. Uh, I mean, but like we just talked about what the problem is, you know, a lot of scoring clubs is putting his iron just haven't been great. So, you know, that's, that's an issue. Um, you know, with Scheffler, I mean, I think everybody know remembers what he did last year. I was on him, I think, at 35 to 1 to win tournament. I was very disappointed he didn't win. Uh, but he's a really good wedge player. He has a really good combination of length and accuracy off the tee. But I mean, he has not been very good since he came back from COVID. And I know that's a couple months ago, but he wasn't even really all that good at Cap Blue. He finished 13th, but like, you know, he did hit the ball that great. Most of it was really scrambling and putting. So I mean, that wasn't very encouraging. I I, I was really looking forward to seeing like a big ball striking week for him at Cap Blue. It didn't really happen. Yeah. Um so, I mean, if you're looking for an argument against that, that's that there it is. Um, you know, as far as answer, I, he's in, he's a good ball striker. He's, he's, he's not great. He's, he's good. I mean, he has his moments, but I mean, we saw it a couple of weeks ago with Capaloo where he was just a mess, you know, he was great last week. And I think that's what everybody's looking for. He's, he's very accurate. He's good with his wedges. And you're right. Like a golf course like this would fit him T green. It doesn't fit everywhere, but here it would fit him. So and he is a good putter. He, you want to, you know, bank that, you know, it doesn't happen again, but I mean, the argument against is everyone is on him for outrage this week. I mean, I that's know. last week was Munoz. This is answer this week. Everyone's on him at 30 to one 35 to one. And that's, and everybody was on, everybody was on him with CFS too, when he missed the cut. Right. And so it's like, and all this ownership going back to him, it's like, am I the idiot for not, <laughs> you know what I mean? For, I mean, that's, that's also two weeks in a row too. I mean, everyone, he didn't play well at Kapalua and then everybody was on the Sony and they didn't put them well at Sony. And then now everybody's on him. It's like, yeah. All right. Third time's a charm. Like what, what, what are we doing here? Guys? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe there's the DFS embedding community have a blind spot for him. Right. I mean, that's, that's a hundred percent possible. Right. Like you get, like I said, get that group think theory going on a certain player and you try to will him to it and uh, maybe it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, I mean, and then Henley, I mean, he's the best ball striker in this range. And as someone who's going to value ball striking more than you would in previous tournaments, because it's going to be played a harder golf course. I mean, that's great. I mean, he's the best iron player in this range. It's a great at with accuracy. He's really good wedge player. Um, there's also the trend to that. Nobody has, you know, the last five winners hadn't finished inside the top 100 strokes in putting for the year. So if you're trying to find good putters, like they mm. ended up winning anyways, like, I mean, Duffner won here. He's a terrible putter. Ron, the year he won, he didn't finish inside the top 100 Adam long, Andrew Landry. Those guys aren't very strong putters. They won here. So, yeah. you know, Hudson Swafford didn't finish inside the top 100. So like guy, bad putters can find success here at this golf course. And I think on the stadium course where ball striking is going to matter, I think he can kind of mask those weaknesses in this game. Um, I mean, he hasn't had a good, very good course history here. That's a knock on him, but he also hasn't been striking the ball as good as he ha ever has. I mean, he's yeah, I feel like Henley's like, we talked about Harris English. Like I feel like Henley's almost like a different player at this point too. Yeah. I, I mean, it's something is clicked with his game. I mean, it, it just, he is a killer with his irons now. So, yeah. I mean, the problem was he just hasn't been able to putt very well. And well, I these mean, are very, very slow greens, right? So uh, yeah. hopefully my, hopefully my theory plays out. Right? So we'll see. So I, I think I'm with you. I think for the chalky plays here, I think it's Henley and Scheffler for me, just because I, I'm a big believer in Scotty Scheffler. I'm willing to forgive the 
poor form we saw at the end of the fall and hoping he can kind of recover. I, I'm just a big believer uh, with Sung Jay and answer. It's just answer answers just because he's the guy this week. Right. And I don't want to be caught again with that. And then with Sung Jay, just something's up. And I, I, I don't know what the deal is with him. And that's two weeks in a row. He hasn't putted well. He didn't putt well in the fall. The iron just hasn't been very good for the last six months or so. And I just, I'm going to be off him. Um, Matthew Wolf. It's time for this. So yeah, come on, break it down for me, please. So I love Matthew Wolf. I, I, and I think the world of him, I think he's going to have a big year, but I think there's a reason why, and he's only played this tournament once. Um, you know, he played really good at La Quinta, the Nicholas tournament got, uh, course last year because he can attack, you know, there's no real consequence for him. If he kind of bombs it everywhere, if he gets a little bit offline, there's no real consequence. Well, at the staying course, there is a lot of consequences. You know, even if you hit the fair, if you're on the wrong side, yeah, carry over a bunk, you got to carry over some mounds and it just makes it difficult. And he actually was really bad with his approach shots last year. Uh, you know, he lost 1.3 strokes per round in his two rounds of the staying course. And he fell all the way down to T 61. And you kind of notice with him that where, I mean, he's a big boom or bus guy and his big boom golf course is when he can be really aggressive, you know, off the tee. So, you know, let's say like three, I'm open, you know, that's a golf course where you can attack and be open. There's a lot of water there, but you can generally avoid it. So, you know, he has a lot of success there. TBC Harding park being finished second. You can attack that golf course. That's a driving golf course. You know, even if you're in the rough, that's the only penalty there. The BMW championship at Olympia fields, he actually played pretty well there. That was one where you can kind of, the only penalty was just, you're in the rough there. Um, you know, I mean, at Wingfoot, same thing. You can attack that golf course, but when you get to the ones where you kind of got to be a little cautious, kind of think your way around, like you know, Bay Hill, uh, you know, PGA National, you know, the Honda Classic. Yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't play very well at Mirfield Village last year either. Like, you know, where if you get a little aggressive, you try to press the, you know, put your foot to the metal, you get a little in trouble. That's where he struggled in his career, and this is one of those places where you can't just put the your gap, your foot, you know, down the gas the whole time. And I feel like he's still that type of player. And until he kind of shows me that he can kind of ease off, kind of think away around the golf course, you know, take his medicine sometimes. I I, I don't like him here. So, I mean, talk to me next week. I mean, I I think when he goes to Torrey Pines, hopefully plays Torrey Pines because I'm going to be very high on him there because he just bombed and gouged the hell out of that place here. It's it's, it's, I don't think it's a fit. And I think it's, it's, it's a reason why uh, some of these Pete died golf courses he played. He just hasn't been very good in his career. So I, that that's why I'm fading him. And I, I think he's going to, I, I know you said that everyone's going to be off him. I he's been talked up a lot and maybe it's because it's not I, off I, him, I, off him, but he's not going to be chalky. He's going to be in like the 12 to 15% range, like just average ownership. May, maybe it's my perception of this because I, I think he's chalky for an outright just because he is boom. There, there is a lot of, I mean, oh, right. Okay. I mean, he's boom or bust he either finished second or like comes close or you know, bus out. So there's no real consequence for that for, for, for a DFS lineup. I, I, I don't want to use that. Okay. And is it Mirfield? Isn't that a comp for the Nicholas course? Yeah, I've heard that comp. I mean, it's T to green is completely different, but it's a lot of the same principles. So okay. yeah, I, I mean, I, I it, it could be. Okay. All right. Well, listen, before, uh, before we go ahead and jump into uh, the eight K range, uh, listen at win bet, you get a $500 risk free bet. Send in your first win bet screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get a free t shirt. Tons of boosted bets, including a wheel to spin to boost palace. Perfect for DGENs only. Win bet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, and Michigan. It says it's coming soon. 
but Michigan clear today. Uh, I know because of all the uh, people uh, crying in Massachusetts, screaming at the uh, at the governor to fucking legalize gambling there. Uh, and more states are on the way. Um, so listen, if WinBet isn't active in your state, you can get a free shirt by referring a friend. SportsGamblingPodcast.win. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. It is, it is insane. I don't know. I've talked about this before. The boss like, it's nuts. These people don't want the tax revenue. It's so fucking stupid. It makes no sense. I, I mean, I saw our governor say, Oh, we're going to raise more taxes in New York city. Like they're not taxed to death. And I'm like, just <laughs> legalize gambling. You'll get tax revenue that way. We'll happily pay it if we can do yeah, it. Absolutely. Cause you got the city tax, you get the county tax, you get the state tax. You guys are taxed to death up there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, tax of Chusis was the same way, but now I live in Florida. So, uh, no state income tax and uh, you know, the wild west down here, but whatever it's got its trade-offs and no yeah. fucking snow, Steve. And I get to play golf year round. Um, can we just move on to the next round? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to the AK range. Um, all right. So AK range is interesting. This, this one of these things is not like the other. There's actually two of them, but there's one that's really dumb price point. And I know you know who it is. So we'll just run through it. We got champ, Phil Mickelson, Paul Casey, Lanto, Adam Long, uh, Kaziri, Sam Burns, Siwoo, uh, Harmon, Hadwin, and more. Can, can can you can you explain to me why Phil Mickelson is fucking eighty eight hundred dollars? Because he's Phil Mickelson. It makes no fucking sense. Who is playing Phil Mickelson at eighty eight hundred dollars? Who's doing that? Well, I mean. I, I'm looking at the screen right now, and according to DraftKings, it says he's averaged 74 points per game and three top tens. Is that all senior tour I don't results? Because it's definitely not PGA Tour no, results. Definitely not. Definitely. It, is it when he won the Capital One match with Charles Barkley? Is that included in his DraftKings points? Yes, too? maybe. Maybe they do. Maybe they it, ju- it has to be. Stack. I mean, I, I think you have to be a crazy person to take Phil Nicholson, and he's going to have rock bottom ownership. I oh. just. Yeah, for good reason. What, what, for what good do reason. you expect besides the fact it's Phil Mickelson? What What are you really hoping to get out of him this week? Are you hoping for a top fifteen finish, top ten finish? Because he hasn't shown that in a year. And I mean, this is going to go like if this was going to be on Lakinta, Nicholas. Like, are you, all right? I can kind of talk myself into that. But it's three rounds of the stadium course. I mean, dude's going to find trouble. I mean, he's yeah. going to blow up at least two times around. So maybe puts up a bunch of, I guess maybe you're hoping for a bunch of birdies, but I think for placement points, you're going to get crushed on him. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's dumb as shit. (laughs) It's like, no, no. So that, that is the one thing that's not like the other. Um, I like guys in the lower range. I feel like cam champ might be a good play (laughs) because maybe you I don't know. I don't know. I I just, I feel like I get a blind spot for that guy. Please yell at me and make me not play him. I mean, I, I have a blind spot for him too. I can't figure out cam champ because I'm still stuck in this mode that he is a one trick pony. And I mean, he doesn't look good in the strat statues because he doesn't do the little things very well. He doesn't have his wedges very well. doesn't pop very well. <laughs> I guess, let me try and make a case for cam champ then. All right, come on. So he had, he did play well at this turn at the same course last year. Um, you know, he hit the ball pretty well. T to green. He putted pretty good. That kind of contributes a little bit to his success there, but um, there might be a reason for that. I mean, it's, it's bent Poen mixed greens in the stadium course and he won the Safeway open. That's one of his wins and that's a bent Poen mix there. So maybe he just puts better on the surfaces. I don't know. Um, you know, he did hit his irons a little better in the fall too. 
So I just like, I, 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 I'm, I'm really high in Russell Henley this week and he's only a hundred dollars more than a camp champ. And just like, I don't know. Like I, it's, it, it's kind of like the feeling I get with Matthew Wolf in that, like I champ, I feel like is more of like an outright bet this week because of his high ceiling, but like he can ruin a DFS line. And I'm just, I, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. And especially where his price points at, like, I wonder where his ownership is going to be. And I'll scroll and look at that as we talk about the rest of them. But I mean, so we talked about the, the chalky, obviously burns. I obviously I want nothing to do with fucking Phil Mickelson. Um, I have no feel for Adam long whatsoever. Like I just have no feelings whatsoever. Like done. Like I'm just going to skip over him because I have no feelings about him. Um, I mean, would you like me to tell you some feelings about him? Oh yes, please. So, I mean, listen, he's a decent ball striker, good iron player. He was an absolute disaster on and around the greens in the fall. So, I mean, a lot of his short, you know, short game metrics are really bad. I mean, short game doesn't really come to play this week as much. He is a former winner. You know, he did play well, I think in Mayakoba and I want to see Bermuda and that's not really factoring into any of the numbers on him too. I've, I've heard people say that they, you know, they just like, Oh, what about Adam long? He's won here before, you know, I'm willing to pay up and, you know, overpay for a guy if I believe in him. And I okay. just, I, there's a couple other guys below him in this range that I just like better. And that I frankly just trust more. So I'm probably skipping over Adam long too, but okay. I, I kind of understand the argument for him at least. Okay. And then obviously everybody's talking about Hadwin, right? The horse for course, that type of shit, but he's played like absolute dog shit. Like, but look, I mean, fuck who the hell were we talking about? It was like, it was Cantley, right? Wasn't it Cantley we were talking about? And I was like, there's no fucking way. He hasn't been playing good, blah, 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 blah. Whatever tournament he came back and fucking won. Right. What the hell was yeah, it? The Zozo. The Zozo. And, and I was like, I don't care. He's been playing like shit. I'm not going to play him. His recent form is garbage. And he gets there and he's like, Hmm, my happy place. Let me steal it from JT and Ron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, like, are you comparing Adam Hadwin to Patrick? No, Kale? I'm not, but I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about? The same line of thinking, right? Like, all right, well maybe he does have his happy place here. I don't fucking know. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I, th- if you go to, um, um, Roto world, you know, the guy who does all the reps for them, he actually has a very pertinent Adam Hadam quote about why he likes overseas to Bermuda. And I mean, it's very thoughtful. He just, he does. He struggles on Bermuda golf courses. He doesn't like chipping off. It. He doesn't know if the ball is going to come off hot or, you know, like what's going to do off the turf, but he knows what's going to do on when it's overseeded, you know, Bermuda and he just prefers it. So it might be just a good golf course for him. Now I just, I, I can't bring myself to do no, it. He playing. has been so bad for eight months. Yeah. He just hasn't shown anything. I think it's high finish since so I, I was mistaken. It wasn't three. I'm hoping he did well. It was the rocket mortgage, which was back in June. Mortgage that's class. the last time he actually did something. His high finish, I think was like T 28 at the Zozo, but that's a 70 man field. So that's like finishing like 60th. Right. So <laughs> I, I, it's a hard pass for me. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm with you. And, and, and it's just funny because it's like the horse for course thing. And I just remember, yeah, I mean, you remember, right? Like you remember the, the takes that you're like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that because of this. And then you get burned and you're like, is it my take or is it the player that I'm wrong on? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, should I avoid, should I avoid the horses for courses who don't have a uh, good form coming in? Or was I just blind to the fact that I don't like can't lay and, and I didn't think he'd be able to do it. Right. Um, I mean, this range is kind of messy to me. Like it just is like, so what do you like then? It doesn't sound like you like a whole lot. I don't, 
I like Siwoo because I always like fucking Siwoo, but that doesn't mean anybody else should like Siwoo. It just means I have a weird addiction. Uh, I don't like Lanto at this price. I, I did can, like can I, Bur- can I give the devil's advocate with Lanto? Yeah, come on. So with everybody in this range, he is the best combined with his irons and putting over the long term. Like he could, the Duke can score. Now, I mean, there's a couple of things that work against him. He's not the best wedge player. And, you know, and people are going to look at that one round that he had the stadium course back in 2018 and think he's bad here. Well, he just had a really bad putting performance. TD Green was actually really good that day. He just lost like three strokes putting. So, listen, I mean, he's not going to be popular this week. You know, he is a good player. You know, he's been having pretty good results at least the last six months. Like, I mean, a lot of people are going to spend up for Adam Long, and I think people are still a little sensitive to Lance Griffin, but the dude is really good. So what about Paul it, it might be just time. Like, I, I think the days of 7,200 Lance or, you know, except for the majors are they're gone. And I think this is just reality. And we have to accept that. Well, exactly. all right. He's a good player. Are we willing to just pay up for this price? And I think at this point I'm, I'm willing to pay up for this. All right. I mean, for a hundred dollars more, you can have Paul Casey, right? If we're talking about long-term form, right. And I mean, he's going to be top 40 still, right? Top 40 world golf rankings, right? I mean, 8,700. No, he's, he's an, I mean, I, I when I sent you my show sheet earlier, I, I had him as a fade, but no, I mean, I, I came around a little bit. He's a boring name. He's not exciting, but you know, he said in the fall, he wasn't, he, he didn't have any energy left. So he's coming off a long break and, you know, maybe he's a little bit revitalized, you know, he's, he's still a really good ball striker at the end of the day. And that's yeah. going to be really important for me. So, I mean, I, I think his ceiling is very, very, very low, but I think, you know, I mean, if he scrapes out like a T 15, I think you know, I'll be happy with that. Ah, not an 8,700 fucking T 15, unless he's scoring the shit out of stuff uh, for DK. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's I all mean, about what everybody else does. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I just, I think I yeah, I think I really just like the seven K range more. Like, I feel like all these golfers are the same guys below and I can save money. Does that make sense? No, I agree. I I'm not playing a whole lot here. I mean, I'm just, I, there's cases you can make, but with my builds, you know, I mean, I'm, I like read the most. I like, Hen- I really only playing like Scheffler and Henley. And then at that point I'm dipping down to the 7,000. Okay. There's a lot of guys. Down a lot of guys. So, there is a lot of guys. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm skipping over a lot of this range, but if you know, there is ways to build around this, you know, Ryan Moore's another guy too. He, this is the first time he's played this year. And you know, I mean, he's got a lot of attributes you like. He's a good wedge player, good putter. He has a good history of the stadium course. I think he's getting overlooked a little bit too, just because yeah, I think people forgot that, like, oh, Ryan Moore's still you know around. So I literally was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that fucking guy. That's <laughs> literally like, when I was going through. I was like, oh, Ryan Moore. But why is he eight grand? Why is he eight grand? He shouldn't be eight grand right now. Who the fuck was the last time he did? Player. Yeah, fine. It was, since when was the last time he did something? I'd have to go look. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. It's been a while. Probably, right? probably sometime in the summer. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's been a minute for him too. All right. So you're okay with Lanto and this is just the reality we have to face now that this, he's going to cost this much. Yeah. I mean, it's it, unless it's a major WGC, like in, in any old, you know, regular tournament, it, this is where he is now. All right, fine. Fuck it. All right. All right, maybe I'll play him a little bit. Um, all right, so listen, the seven to the seven thousand dollar range is fucking gigantic, and we all like a lot of players in it. So, give me your three or four favorites, and if you're fading anybody in this range, okay. I mean, I'm I'm not going to mention Strucker Redmond because enough oxygen has been used. Been used on them, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I have the same. Exp- I can regurgitate the same stats and right. reasons why. So I listen. I like them. They're going to be very chalky. You know, just yep. 
what, whatever. Yep. So, I mean, I, I'm disappointed. Rio's getting popularity because I like him a lot this week. So one thing I noticed with him is like, I've, I've always had the hesitancy to use him because he's so bad with putting, but he's actually been putting pretty well. So over his last four terms, he's actually gaining strokes putting. Like it's not much. It's only like 0.1 strokes per round, but it's a huge improvement right. over what he had been doing. So, I mean, that's encouraging. He's pretty, pretty good here. He's an awesome ball striker. And I think going to his, you know, having three rounds in the stadium course is going to help him. So I like him here. You know, I think Charlie Hoffman's going to keep it rolling from last week. He played really well. Um, you know, he was really good to tee to green. Didn't putt very well. That carries over momentum from what he had in the fall too. Um, he doesn't have very good course history here, but I mean, that can be kind of a circumstance as far as like his form coming in. I, I think he's, I think he's doing a good place right now. So I like him. Tom Hoagie's a guy I like. You know, he did. He missed the cut last week. I feel like you always like really Tom, well I feel like you always like Tom Hoagie. I do. I always got a kind of soft spot for him. I mean, I think I think he's my Adam Shank. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, so Adam I mean, Shank, he Adam Shank really well last now. week. I think he gained like a one and a quarter strokes tee to green per round, and then he just putted terribly. Um, so I mean, it's a good history. The stadium course is good wedge player. He does a good job keeping the ball and play off the tee. I kind of like him a little bit this week. And then Lucas Glover, I haven't heard his name a whole lot this week. You know, he's really still a solid ball striker. And, you know, I mean, he, he, he doesn't have good on paper. He doesn't have very good course history here, but it's only because of one really bad round last year that drive now, other than that, I mean, he struck the ball pretty well teed green. So I know he can do it there. I mean, he had a little bit of a rocky fall, but he closed it. Well, I think he was like T fifth in my Coba. I think he finished like T 30 RSM. So he's a guy that, you know, kind of pops up my radar that no one's really talking about. So I, those are the four I like the most in this range, but I mean, there's probably like 10 other guys that you could talk about. I'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Him too. Yeah. So you trust Grio. I don't trust Grio at all. And I know, I know he's been improving and, 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 we got to let go of the narrative that like, he's just such an awful putter. He can't do shit. Right. I mean, really? I mean, that that's what it was for a minute. Like he was so good yes. ball strike and everything else. Like, I agree with that. I like, I like, I like old man, Zach Johnson this week. I love, I love him on accurate courses. Right. I love him on like, yeah. And he crap. burned a lot of people last week, including me, burned me bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah so I, I mean, I, that's, that's somebody, if you want to go back to him, I think you do. It. I mean, there's like Brian Harmon, Ryan Moore, Zach Johnson, they're all basically the same player. So exactly. Yep. Um, what do you think about taking a stab at Woodland almost only because of the price? I mean, I'm already down to him for a top 20 plus 400. So, okay, I, so think, I think that is a very good pivot. And we, we skipped over Ricky and, and you know, this is, I think oh. Gary Woodland can be lumped into this category. So I'm going to make the same argument for both, you know, right now. So when we last remember them, uh, they were, they were terrible. You know, Fowler was going through the swing changes. Woodland was battling an injury. And I think the last time we saw Fowler's my Coba. That was 60 days ago. Woodland. I don't even remember the last time we saw him, but a lot can change in just a week in golf. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is more than a month and a half. We haven't seen them and we have no idea the state of their games coming into this event. We have no idea what we've been doing what they know what they've been practicing with you know, how their confidence is. Are they happy? Are they sad? They miserable. We just don't know. So they are talented. Like Fowler is 33 years old. I don't think he's washed up at some point. He will play well again. And it, while I don't like the DraftKings price as much as, as I like Woodlands, but like they're quality players. Would I be shocked if Fowler goes out and finishes top, you know, T five this week? No, I wouldn't. And I would, no one's on him. I would, I would be fucking floored. 
Okay. All right. Well, that's you. But I would I be shocked if Gary Woodland finishes like T12? No, I wouldn't. Same with Francesco Molinari. Same type of guy. We have no idea don't, what don't, he's been up to. I was about to that he was one of my guys. I Holy. know because I think everyone's that that's the guy that people are trying to will into chalk. Listen, I tried to do that. Francesco's back. What was the last time he played? And I was like, I'm going to play him. He was like 6,600 or whatever the fuck he was. It was, was Houston. Like, he actually played well. Yeah. And he played and well. Then he went to, and then he went to the masters. Well, he missed, goes, the and he missed the cup by a mile. Yeah. Well, you know, it happens. Uh, yeah. And I get it. So uh, Molly, I like down here. At, I mean, seven K flat. I like Streelman at 7,200. Yeah, Stream was just a solid player that seems like he always flies under the radar. He always tends to do well in these West Coast. Courses. I was about to say, like desert golf courses, West Coast swings. Like, yeah, yeah I feel like 7,200, solid golfer. I like Keegs. I don't give a shit if he's chalk. It pisses me off that he's chalk because it's my guy. <laughs> so I like, I like him on that. And I hope to Christ with slow greens that he can at least not lose fucking nine strokes putting. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I just don't get it. I don't get guys like him. And Hideki, that little rant I did, like I just don't get it. Like you clearly know this is the worst part of your fucking game, and you're clearly working on it. Like at least I, mean, I, I think if Keegan loses two this week, you're happy because oh. then you can probably gain six right. or seven with ball striking right, exactly. and make up for it for at least like a halfway decent finish. I mean that's not going to get you a win, but you know it'll get you at least like a top twenty at least. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have him outright as well uh, at, at, at 1250 to one. So whatever, like uh, that's what I was doing this morning, but yeah, so I like Molinari just for a dot throw, like well, fucking whatever, man. He's seven grand X major winner. Look good at Houston. Missed a cup by a mile, but I mean, this is, this is his type of course, right? Short, like accurate, like put halfway decent. I mean, what do I need to return for seven K? Not, not much. You need him like basically finish like 25th or so. Yeah. Not even. Not even just score and whatever. Um, so, so those are my my guys on that. I mean, this. I mean, who's chalky down here other than Straka and Redmond? Really, nobody. I mean, it kind of gets spread out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some buzz on Aaron Wise. I don't know if this is the course what? to use Aaron Wise. So, <laughs> I I think maybe that's a pass on him. I mean, Redmond's chalky. Um, you know, Tringali is chalky just because he looks really good in the stats. Is like he always does. He, I, I always get sucked into Tringali and I'm like, Oh, I mean, he looks great in my model. And then it just, nothing ever seems to come over. He finishes like T 46th. So I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure. I've never, I haven't been to figure out with Tringali where the disconnect is with him. Um, you know, John ha has been getting a little buzz. I mean, he played really well in the fall. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't have the best courses here, but he's a really wedge player. He's super accurate too. So, I mean, that can be a fit for him. Uh, I'm probably going to go back and Taylor Gooch. He burned me last week, but you know, there's still a lot of attributes, a lot of him. I like, he actually played pretty well at this golf course, uh, you know, for the past couple of years, decent wedge player. I, I, I'm going to like him too. Okay. All right. Well, before we, uh, before we get into the, the dumpster dive and uh, the big short, uh, we're also brought to you by better than Vegas. It's like YouTube before what DJs only care about sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get the free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. Uh, I'm either going to do one directly after this show uh, or first thing in the morning. I think I'll probably just do it tonight to knock it out. Um, and you can see uh, my pretty face and my uh, office slash man room, uh, which 
It's kind of sad because now it's an office. Uh, so go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to, to subscribe to our better than dot Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. So 6K. I almost feel like you really don't have to fucking go down here this week. And I, you know me. I love to go down to this place. But, I mean, I just feel like, I mean, with the balance builds you can do and things like that. I mean, there's only a couple guys down here that even pique my interest that, that I would put into a lineup. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good, good options, like low $7,000 that you just, you don't yeah. have to dip at. Yeah. There, I mean, there, there are a couple of things, but, and they're mostly towards the top. Like, I mean, once you get past like 6,800 bucks, like, ugh. there's only one, I think there's one, maybe two guys I like underneath. All right. So I like, <laughs> I like Herman <laughs> six, seven, his ball striking numbers last week. What I was looking at, and listen, the problem with this is I, I feel like sometimes I'm looking at things wrong when I'm, when I'm doing my models. <laughs> so like, I always feel like I need to send these over to you every once in a while. I'll be like, am I getting these right? He, he struck the ball well last week, right? He did. He was right? actually he pretty good last week. Yeah. He was good yeah. last week. Couldn't putt worth a shit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the problem is he typically is awful with his ball striking. So it's, it's question whether that's going to continue. So yeah, did you know, he's also a PXG guy now. Oh no. Yeah. He got paid. It might, maybe the PXG clubs are starting to work. I mean, you know, Kokrak last year. Yeah. Jack Johnson played well in the fall of PXGs. So maybe right. they finally got to figure it I out. I hate that it. fucking announcer. That announcer who does the worst. Don't like, what are you, who are you advertising to? Like, who, like, do you think baby guys boomers. are baby boomers? Like guys like yeah. mudding and trucks. Kaboom, baby. Like, come on. Like PXG is the best. I'm a man. I'm like, come, dude, relax. Relax. Rock out the haters. Right. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, dude, this is we're golfers. Like, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I'm as gruff as they get. Like, <laughs> like, like people at the golfers are like, who's this trash? <laughs> well, it's, it's like, I mean, like, there's some weird niche markets that like golf companies try to drive to. Like, there, there was an alternative titleist ball that tried to go after hipsters. Like, get the I, fuck, I, get the fuck out. Yeah, it, it was. It, 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 it they tried to do it last. I forget what the name is, but it's like, yeah, it's the golf ball for the every man. You know, just you know, you go out in your board shorts and t-shirt and have a round of golf. It's like it's a fucking golf ball. Yeah, it's gross. Who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. And what about Luke List? You know, this is actually a Luke List golf course. So. Right. I'll, uh, I'll give you fi- finally, finally, you have identified a Luke list <laughs> that you might want to use them with. It's, it's yeah. here. It's here in Tory and TBC Scottsdale next two weeks. It is Luke list season. So yeah, it's California it. guy, right? So like, I'm not crazy, right? Like I think Luke list should do. So he, this is God damn it, man. Like I'm going to, I'm going to dip down to this fucking range when I know I don't need to. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'm, I'm not sure with the game that he is now it's the best for him. But when he's at his peak, yeah. it's an okay golf course for him. So listen, I mean, 6,600 bucks. You'll love the guy. <laughs> I've been telling you not to use him for months now. Yeah. I, if you want to use him, go use him. All right. I'm going to use Luke list this All week. Right. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. Do you like anybody down here? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Martin Lair is really one of the only guys I trust just because like Wall Street has been so good since the fall and he's got good course history here. You know, he does a really good job keeping the ball in place. He was a really accurate driver as well. So, I mean, I, I like him. I, I kind of like the Jagus this week and he I has somebody, I heard somebody else talk about him too. Yeah. I mean, he's been, he was really up and down in the fall, but he's a really accurate driver. He hits his wedges really good and he doesn't have a good course this year, but I think it's because of the injuries. I mean, he hasn't been relevant 
really up until this year, you know, for the last like four or five years since they started playing the same course. So I kind of like him this week. I haven't really, I mean, I personally haven't heard his name talked about a whole lot. So yeah, I, I, I kind of like him. And then I'm going to go back to Doug Gim. You know, he burned everybody last week. I actually was not on Doug Gim last week because I could see that tidal wave of suck coming because everybody's on Gim. This week, I think I'm going to jump on him because, you know, he burned everybody last week. Everybody's like, nope, no more Doug Gim. You know, no more chalk Gim. And listen, he still is a good player. He had good results in the fall. He was okay the same course last year. You know, he, he's a good ball striker, good wedge player, keeps the ball in play off the tee. I Maybe it goes a little better for him this week. Oh, Christ. I can't imagine using Gim again, which means I should use Gim again. It's that mentality right there. I know. I know. And I'll end up using him again, but fuck, man. Like I said it that week. I said, chalk Gim. You can't play him. And what do I do? I fucking play him. Um, all right. So, all right. Who who we got for? What What is your big short call? What is I it? mean, I, I, I can basically sum it up again. You know, I, I talked about Matthew Wolf earlier and I, I went on a you know, soliloquy, uh, if you can call that, about wow, I just don't think it's a good golf course for him and why I want to play him at certain places. And I don't think Matthew Wolf finishes inside the top 40 this week. I think he's going to struggle. Ooh. I think he's going to put up some big numbers. You know, maybe if he plays the Nicholas tournament course on Thursday, he ends up, you know, starting really fast, but I think he's going to peter out by the end. And, you know, I, maybe this is wishful thinking because I think he's going to play really well at Tory next week. And maybe I just want him to secretly do really bad so I can bet him. At a <laughs> Get but, a good number on him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I have high hopes for Matthew Wolf, but I don't think this is the week. All right. Listen, that, that, I, I, they don't even fucking get. So. <laughs> listen, whatever in the betting segment, we'll get to it. But I mean, like you can't like, there's no miscut thing. Cause fucking Christ, like there's no top five, top 10, no first round lead yet. Fucking bunch of books of cowards, cowards, cowards give they're not even giving us the option. Cause you can't figure it at the fuck out. You can't give me a top five, top 10, top 20 option. X sponsor the fuck doing it wrong. Assholes. <laughs> fuck them. Makes me angry. So, um, all right. So one and done. You went first last week. You clearly did better than yeah, I did. You're, you're going first this week. Yeah, I'm super excited about it too. Let me tell you. Uh, um, so, 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 I think, I think I'm gonna go Scheffler because I okay. can't. I think tell I'm gonna go only because I can't think of where else I'm gonna want to use him over some of the other top golfers. Canley hasn't played yet. He's the favorite. I feel like that's a dumb play to use and burn just in case he, he like you said, Peter's out as you just said, right? I thought about Reed, but I really want to use him on like a tougher golf course where it's going to be like scrambling and just the Patrick Reed type fit or like a WGC when there's a bunch of money on the line. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't want to use Sanjay. Cause I, 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 I feel like I might not even use Sanjay this year. One and done because I cannot fucking pick that guy. When I think he's going to do good, he does terrible. When I think he's going to do terrible, he does good. So I might just have to do what I like tell my wife when we're driving. Like, which way are we supposed to? Which way do you think we're supposed to go? Right? Okay, then go left. Like, like with the week, I think he's going to do good. That's the that's the week I'm going to have to fade. The week I think he's going to do bad. I think I'm just going to throw him in and, and go against my instinct. So I think I'm just going to try to keep it simple, especially after Palmer. I I kind of uh, nuked it. Uh, uh, I think I'm just going to keep it Scheffler and, and uh, I think he's got, I think he's got win equity. And I think he's playing well enough to at least get me a top five. Okay. 
All right. I mean, that was one of my options too. I mean, I, I think the, your candidates this week with your studs, you know, Patrick Cantlay, Reed, Scheffler, Answer, Sungjae, you know, Wolf, if you like him, if you disagree with me, you know, if you want to go a little wild card this week, I mean, Sam Burns, Siwoo, yeah. Doc Redman, Grio, I think those are gonna be the popular, you know, wild card picks. I'm gonna go with Henley. And it's kind of the same reasons I like, I I trust the ball striking. I feel like that's going to stay and at least give him a little bit of a higher floor. And I, I I think he could win this week. So, I mean, there's him and I, I'm not sure where I would use him again. Like, I mean, I I guess, you know, I'm I'm thinking about like some of these weaker events coming like Honda. He's won there before. It's not going to have the strongest field. You know, that's somebody I can consider there or like, you know, maybe like, you know, rocket mortgage or like three M or something. He might be playing that, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to burn Cantlay because I feel like, you know, that could be someone I use towards the end, like in like the facts cut playoffs when there's a bunch of money on the line. Like, you know, he's Ryan hot or somewhere read like that's something I want to save. Yeah. Right. Or Scheffler. Sh- I feel like, I mean, you took him, you know, so I'm not going to do it, but right. I mean, I, I, you could probably take him in one of the Texas courses. Maybe he plays one of the weaker events, like three M or something. Yeah. be there answer. I just, Everybody's gonna be on. Everybody's gonna be on him, and I I don't have the feeling from it. And Sungjae, I feel like there's gonna be opportunities down the road when I feel like he's gonna be more consistent because I believe in the guy. I think he can write the ship. Yeah, and, he and there are a lot of golf too. courses where he can fit, but just right now, I don't feel like it's the time. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, hey, man, yeah. So all right, so all right, Henley and uh, Henley and Scotty. All right, well. Uh, Hopefully that works. We should be good. All right. So listen, before we get into the betting card, uh, listen, got to talk to you about better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets. It allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no big. And since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there's no house. You can play for money in up to 40 States. Plus they're going to be doing a weekly college basketball contest on Wednesday and Saturday, $10 to enter. Each user will start with a balance of a thousand edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings will take home the entire pool of entry fees is a battle Royale winner. Take all find the link under the competitions tab, sign up at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P I bet guy time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I alluded to the books are fucking cowards, uh, at least the one I use. So I'm not going to have any, uh, five top 10 top 20. They put some like fake golfer in there with like plus a bazillion odds just to open the fucking tab. All right. Well, I mean, my book had, you know, a lot of the odds and uh, they didn't have first round leader when I put this together. And I mean, that they probably, they have them out now. I, I don't have it prepared, but if you go to the Slack channel, we will provide all the first yeah. round leader picks uh, yeah. tomorrow. So, yeah. Uh, so top 10, um, I mean, I, I, I bet you how high I am in Patrick Reed and you know, he's a very popular pick for an outright. I'm just going to go top 10 at plus 225 on him. There's a lot of things I like about okay. it. I like the fact that he's going to go to the same course three times. He's had a good history there. He's a good wedge player. And I, I, I like getting more than two to one on top 10. And I know that maybe this is a FOMO bet just because everyone's going to be on him for outrights. And I want to be the guy be like, Oh, we finished second. And I cash my top 10 bet. I mean, I, the answer does check a lot of boxes as far as, you know, I've seen him putt well in the last couple of weeks, but didn't strike the ball. Well, then he struck the ball well and then putt well. I mean, maybe it all comes together at golf course that does kind of fit, you know, where he's best. So he's plus three fifty. So I'm going to take that as far as the top 20. I mean, I kind of allude to this with when we talk about the 7,000 outrage. Yeah. 
you know, Ricky's plus two twenty five for a top twenty. And I think I'm willing to use it as a jumping off point just <laughs> all right. I because listen, he does have good history at this event. Not necessarily the stadium course, which is a little concerning, but he does have good history at this event. He's he's thirty three. He's gonna figure it out. I mean, he's better than speak. most of these guys in this field if he's playing well. So I just need to finish top twenty more than two to one. We don't know. We're making a lot of assumptions of where his game is at, and no one is on him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. look, I, I, I think that's a good jumping off point with him. Uh, I mean, if you go sportsgamblingpodcast.com, there's a whole list of guys, but you know, some other good top 20 bets I'm on, you know, Charlie Hoffman plus 275, you know, Keegan plus 300, um, Woodland plus 400. You get Doug in plus 600, uh, Adam Shank, your boy plus 700. You know, I mean, he's no longer the cut maker, but, uh, there are a couple things that are going his way this week that maybe he can do well. You know, he's got a good course history. He's accurate. He's good wedge player. So seven to one to finish top 20. I kind of like that. Um, do you have any matchups or no? Yeah, no, I got, I got matchups. So. Okay. Why don't we move on to matchups? I mean, if you want the re- rest of the top 20, like, you know, contenders, I got my columns up. Yeah. Yeah. Your columns up, fucking go read that. And then we're always changing the ad and shit in Slack anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. definitely go check that out. Uh, even if the numbers are a little off, uh, a winner's a winner. It's only a bad number. If, if you miss it and lose. Right. I don't give a shit if it was, if it was 22 and I can get it at 19, I still think it's going to fucking win. Then I'm still going to take it at fucking 19. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right. So my matchups, uh, I, I like Siwoo of a Harmon. Uh, I'm pretty sure I laid that same exact bet last week and I won. Okay. Um, I can't remember. It was a rematch. Harman? Yeah. Rematch. I did it. It was a fucking double down, whatever. Uh, and I like Francisco plus 120 over Russell Knox. That dude is broken. Russell Knox Ooh. is broken. I don't know what's yeah, up with Francisco. Nice. I don't know what's up with Francisco, but I'll take my chances for uh, I don't know versus I know that guy can't play. Two uh, broken guys. I like it. That's right, man. Two broken men. Yeah. Um, I like Straka uh, minus one twenty five over Damon, and I like Cantlay over Brooks. Uh, you gotta lay one forty, so it's a little juicy. It's a little risky based on betting against Brooks, but. Whatever, I like it. Yeah, see, I can't bring myself to bet against Brooks. I know you I can't, buddy. That, so. I know you can't. Same reason I can't. Same same reason I'm betting Tampa Bay this weekend. I can't bet against Brady. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so my match. So Ryan Moore's minus one ten over Pan Kazar, and I'm a little nervous that this is Moore's first tournament in forever. But you know, Pan Kazar, he's playing really well lately. But those are on Bermuda golf courses, and once I've said, I mean, I've said it. I'll say it again. This is not it's a not Bermuda you. golf course. So. Listen, I mean, his course history isn't all that great here. I think uh, he turns back into a pumpkin and uh, more beats him head to head. Doc Redmond's minus 125 are posting. I mean, Redmond is so chalky this week. And I mean, there's certain ways you can bet him and play him. But, you know, JT Poston's another guy who's really good in these Bermuda golf courses. And, you know, I mean, honestly, he hasn't struck the ball very well lately. He's a guy that gets, needs to get really hot with a putter to succeed. I don't think that happens again this week. I think Redmond beats him head to head. Uh, Tom Hoagie minus one Oh five. I already said, I'm, you know, high on him. He's matching against Wyndham Clark, who just isn't a good fit for this golf course. He's a bomb and gouge type who yeah. blasts it everywhere. And then has to get hot with the putter. That's not really how you win here. So I like Hoagie in that matchup. And then Scott Piercy is plus one Oh five against Maverick McNeely. And I don't understand why Piercy is the underdog here. You know, he's in better form than McNeely McNeely. I, I think the narrative with him is he won some amateur event at PGA West. Like, five years ago. Like that doesn't matter. So, I mean, Pierce is better ball striker, better course history than McNeely. I like taking the underdog there. All right. I like it. All right. So for outrights, 
so I'm just gonna scroll through my card here, and I just lost. I, I jinxed myself, man. I fucking I, I lost. I, I ended my streak. Fucking uh, Ottawa Senators lost in overtime to fucking Winnipeg Jets. Oh, um, <laughs> all right, so uh, I got Streelman at. 1250, 1250 to one. I got Keegs at 1100 to one. Straka, 900 to one. Burns, 600 to one. Cantley, 16 to one. And Scotty at uh, 22 to one. Okay. The the only guy I bet under 51 this week was Russell Henley at 35 to one just because he, he checks a lot of boxes. I, he's got to win at some point. Yeah. Scott and I, I think. Well. I think I, I was I was toying around with that earlier. I, th- I think I fucking didn't grab it fast enough. But like I just said, it's only a bad number if you don't hit. It. I'll probably add him. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I got a feeling about Grio this week. I mean, I know he's popular in DraftKings, but he's sixty six to one. I I I think it's, he, he's going to be a multiple time winner on the PGA Tour. I feel like so maybe it comes this you week. Really think that? I think so. He's a good enough ball striker. He's going to eventually luck into like some win. It's he's halfway competent in the greens and yeah, you know, he's playing great. Dude. He's, putt, he's putting as good as I've ever, I tracked these guys for years. Oh, yeah, buddy. As I know good as I've ever seen them. <laughs> so, I mean, he's still losing strokes or gaining barely anything, but I mean, this is, I'm getting anything. It's like, it's what I hope from Hideki. I just want to see like average yeah. from him and yeah. then I'll start betting you outright. So, <laughs> that's right. All right. I mean, Siwoo's 70 to one. That's another guy. I feel like he's overdue for a win. And I, are you I'm betting like Siwoo this week? And I'm not. Why don't you join the Siwoo train? I'm going to have to, because I yeah. fucking refuse to fucking you, have you will have major FOMO. If I catch a Siwoo taking, I will run through a goddamn wall. I'm going to bet him. I don't care what the, <laughs> you're going to cancel the podcast. If that happens, <laughs> uh, I'm with you on Straka. I didn't get him as good of a price. I'm with you there. Um, I mean, Redmond is 110 to one and it's, Everyone is on him, but that price is stupid. Yeah. I mean, he's he is a really good player. He's going to win probably this year on the PGA Tour. That's oh, a, de- that's a dumb number. I think he's I think he's definitely winning this year. Yeah. So I I just that's an auto bet, even though everyone in the world is going to be on him. He's done a ticket, but I just. Yeah. And then, and then Tom Hoagie, I just got a funny feeling about him. We get these oddball random winners. Yeah. Um, and 110 to one, you know, there's some good casinos in the area too. And he loves his gambling. So hopefully he wins and takes all his wings to the blackjack table right afterwards. Nice. I like it. All right. Well, listen, fucking, uh, we certainly broke that shit down. Shocking uh, over uh, over an hour again, but uh, listen, uh, we're trying to break it down for you guys. Listen, seriously, come over to uh, the Slack chat. Uh, we'll we'll get you our top tens, top fives, top twenties, and uh, the Moon Off specials. The first round leaders as soon as the Coward Books uh, release the goddamn numbers. Uh, and yeah, man, I mean that's it. Uh, we broke it down for you. This is California swing time. Real golf starting after this week, according to Steve. But for me. It starts now. Let's go. Green screens. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Boston underscore capper and come to Slack to talk to Steve and, uh, and maybe bully him to getting back onto social media. Uh, so we can, uh, no, he's just shaking his head now. Good, he's good ne- luck guys. Yeah, he's, he's never coming you back. You guys but, have fun over there. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's fun. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Sure. Yeah. The, Some- the, the 2% of your time. That's fun when you're not doom scrolling, you know, that's fun. Uh, but I uh, mean, listen for, uh, for myself and uh, sports game of podcast network. Uh, don't forget to check out. I'll be dropping that video on uh, better than Vegas. Uh, and uh, we'll lay a couple bets that way, but you want the top tens, top five, top twenties, uh, first round leaders, come to the Slack chat. It's free motherfuckers. Listen, it's free. Come get knowledge, make money. Football's about to be over. Golf's going to be the game in town. Let's go green screens. Later bitches.
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.